earlier today, I uh, I got Quinn all set up to play some video games while I went upstairs and passed out for a few minutes. And right as I'm starting to fall asleep, I hear this, Dad, come on downstairs. I'm like, why? You just just come on downstairs. I'm like, all right. So I like rolled out of bed. I'm like, God damn it. And I come downstairs and she has somehow gone into the quick game of spider hack and has found an opponent. Um, which which me and Dave have not experienced yet. It's it's like it's really hard to find people. <laughs> Very few people in this game. So I'm like, oh, scoot over, Quinn. I like jack her controller. Next thing I know, I'm getting my ass kicked by uh I, I by this random dude who who was like it was competitive, but he did kick my ass. I don't know. I just thought it was pretty damn funny. Is that you know she was shouting at me to come downstairs. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to Couch Co-op Video Game Podcast. It's basically a book club, only for us video game nerds. Today, we're going to be discussing our GTA wish list uh, upon the major leak that came out that the game actually exists. But before we hop into that, first, we're going to go around the room and discuss what we've been playing. So, Dave, you want to start us off? What have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing Resident Evil Village. Um, which I'm about like two and a half hours into. I just got past the uh, second daughter and getting chased around the mansion, kind of sweating it out as uh, Lady D (laughs) goes around taking swipes at me. But yeah, Um, so far uh, I've been having fun with it. I kind of take it in like hour, an hour and a half blocks and then I put it away for a little bit and then jump back on it. But yeah, so far... uh, I think they've done a pretty good job. So, all right, on Jack, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, I dug into Resident Evil Village as well, but uh, we we'll be discussing that one at length on our next pod, so we could probably save the the details for then. Um, Chicory, it's uh, free on the PlayStation Network. If you have that service, uh, you can pick this one up independent title that got a lot of praise last year basically it's a uh, top-down adventure a la zelda but rather than a sword or other weapon you are wielding a paintbrush and the whole world is black and white it hasn't been colored in so that's that's basically what you do um fairly simple as far as gameplay on this one but you use the paintbrush to solve puzzles explore um it's a confident game and it, and it deals with mental health. It deals with um, managing people's expectations and it does so in a really graceful and, and just charming manner. That's um, not typically my type of, you know, style, but there's definitely something to this one that I really like. Um, if, if you like just kind of this, satisfaction of kind of filling this world in um i think this would hit a lot of people in a in a sweet spot so check that one out you can watch an easy game trailer and decide if that's for you um what has been for me has been um this game spider heck that recently came out now this isn't a very popular game which is a damn shame because it is uh i'll put it simply this is the best party game i've played in in about four years. Uh, it's the best 
combat, uh, co-op combat. I've, it's the most fun I've had in several years. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but how did we find this? Did we just find this surfing like random games or was it something that you came across and then you uh, I spotted it on open it critic. It got an 85 okay. on open critic. And, um, basically it's, it's, you know, these games, Towerfall Ascension, uh, Multiverses, you know, as a much more popular example. Um, but it's it's up to four players. You're in a combat arena with lots of different weapons. And the, the, um, the draw is you're a spider. And all I can say is the physics engine of this one is fantastic. It feels so good. It's... just balancing absolute chaos with really kind of refined um, weapon use and um, just a blast to play. I've been playing a lot with Dave. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just one arena, it's arenas and these arenas have different structures to them. So some of one of our favorite ones is just five stacks of boxes that can easily just fall to its side because it's, you know, got some physics to it. You know, this engine is done really well. So that's one arena that's kind of fun where you just get to the top and hopefully you can keep the other guy pinned down while you find a weapon. Uh, the weapons vary from guns to lightsabers, basically. Uh, there's a weapon that shoots lightsabers. Um, they have a few other zany ones, like, you know, just straight laser cannon. And, you know, this arena has, you know, out of bounds areas where it's lava and, you um, they did a really good job with the spiders. Like, you know, you hit X and it attaches to a platform, whatever's closest to you and it pulls you in the more you hold on to it. You basically shoot a web out. Yeah. You know, so it's got some great gravity because, you know, like maybe you're trying to get up somewhere quick or you kind of just want to go up halfway, let go. And then, you know, you'll start falling, you know, and you got a lightsaber in your hand. So uh, I think they just did a really good job with like what looks like a very simple premise, but uh, they have a pretty good variety of arenas. Uh, they have a few other functions. So versus one of them, but wave is one that Jack and I have been playing and uh, we got to 43 last night. When well, a- basically that's just a, a, a boss uh, fight where you're taking on AI and it's a co-op mode. Um, so I think really like the draw of this game is going to be for that party mode where you're duking out with your friends, but Dave and I have had a ton of fun duking out with what's pretty dang good AI. It's not, you know, super, it's not, you know, insanely intelligent AI, but it, it, it works really well. Um, there are some really tough stages. Um, look, the bottom line is this, the swinging a la Spider-Man. Awesome. The lightsaber, I mean, screw all these Star Wars games. These lightsaber battles are so damn entertaining. And if you pick this one up and you have somebody, at least at least one person to play with, you're going to have a blast. I'm having so much fun with this game. I'm playing it solo. Uh, I'm playing it with Dave. My kids are into it and my four-year-old. It's one of those games, easy to pick up, hard to master. So um, really any kind of skill level can get some really uh, a lot of entertainment out of this one. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try and talk Matt into picking this one up. Uh, but we should probably move on before we uh, alienate any more of our audience that just wants to listen to us talk about GTA 6. 
it sounds like an interesting game like dave would you compare it to like twisted metal or is it more like um no because you know it's you're playing on a 2d aspect so there's not that kind of depth to it but the weapons vary and then there's also cards you get every set levels that you know can make your lightsabers longer or wider or you know you could double down on them if you get lucky so you know as you progress through waves you know you get more and more powerful uh in the versus mode you know so much of it is like just kind of rng jesus you know like i experienced that once jack started playing he became way better you know and on first pickup like i had the upper hand but you know now i would say he does because you know if i just happen to get the wrong weapon while he has the right one it's almost game over for me on it so um but yeah it's got that fun factor to it you know where you know we played nine games you know it's like a best three you know two out of three on three different series because we kept tying it up and stuff so good times you know, party games. This is a must buy. Fair enough. I'll definitely keep that in mind. I'll definitely not my forte, but uh, it does sound like a fun show. And at the very least, I'll have to check out a trailer because I'm still trying to visualize it. Um, you know, it's interesting what you're talking about there, Dave, because that's kind. Of, I'm currently I played through Village, and now I'm on Death Loop, which I know uh, you two gentlemen shared. You know long thoughts on it and most of which I agree with for the most part. Um, my experience with it though, like this being my first uh, go with an Arkham game is kind of like you were saying, Dave, like there's, there's something about certain games that like grip you with, you know, the hit boxes or something about the action orientation, like something just takes it over a level. And, and that's something I feel like that's been slightly lacking for me with death roof or death loop, I should say. It's uh, one of those things where it's like, I don't get that same satisfaction when I shoot people. I don't like feel like as immersed in the combat, like there's, there's just a layer removed from that. And I, I know that's intentional because a big part of those game designs is trying to kind of encourage you to sneak around and explore. And, and honestly, the reason I haven't played an Arkham game before is because everything I've ever heard is like a lot of the satisfaction is actually kind of like exploring and just kind of, observing the environment rather than the immersion of actually interacting with it. So uh, I'm enjoying the game. Uh, I have every intention of completing it and I know I will, um, but there's definitely something that's keeping me from really getting into it. Uh, like I have with some other titles. Um, and like you had mentioned, Jack, uh, we'll talk about at length about village with our next recording, but, but the comparison between the two, like I, I definitely felt myself much more immersed with my experience with village than I have so far with death loop. And I've gone through about three days worth on that of the loops, I should say. So uh, for those of you who've played that. Well, this was number five on Dave's game of the year last, last year, uh, my number 10. So we both liked it, but um, I'm with you, Matt. I, this got like heaps of praise and I found it to be overrated. Uh, I think a big part of the appeal is the characters. I think the main character and the uh, antagonist uh, are both have a lot of personality and they just have um, a good rapport with each other that just kind of contributes to the, the fun factor of the game. 
And then all the um, minor villains, they all had a lot of personality too. I know we talked about that at length on our pod of how much we enjoyed these, these villain characters, how much personality they had, how they, they just kind of felt like they were not real people, but, but straight out of like James Bond, just like a lot of, you know, uh, whatever that is, you know, charisma. Um, that was the strength I found with it. I thought the combat was really good as well. Not anything over the top. Amazing. Um, but yeah, um, it was, it was an okay, it, it was a good game. Yeah. I love the artwork, you know, the artwork and the music were like some big, really big catches for me. I had a fun time going around this world and checking stuff out, you know, uh, some of the combat, like I kind of appreciated some of the different weaponry and stuff, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't have the same gravitas as like Resident Evil does, for example. So, um, but yeah, the art direction, music, fantastic in that game. That's so funny because I shouldn't step on next week, but I don't think Village has better combat than than Deathloop. I thought the combat in Deathloop was better, actually. Um, but we can we can dig into that next time. We'll we'll dig it length. My my issue with it though is kind of like you were talking about with uh, Spider Hack with it's the AI, and I know that the AI is intentionally kind of hindered in death loop to encourage you to explore more but it actually is more frustrating for me having an ai where they just like back off like they they have very clear walls where they like stop pursuing or they just like check out altogether and uh it's just a weird experience for a game like where i feel like so much of the joy is supposed to be setting the traps or like planning your move five steps ahead and, and and I get that it encourages that by saying, like, here's the clearly defined field where the enemies will actually pursue. But to me, that actually took away some of the the frantic nature of playing like a fun first person shooter. Um, I agree with the villains and the character designs in general. I think the main characters have great voice actors. Um, and I think that the villains are interesting. My only other issue with it is uh, this was kind of the same reason I couldn't get into those Borderlands games. Uh, outside of it being like an online multiplayer experience, but also just the there's a lot of personality there, but you don't always take it all in depending on how you play. Because I've definitely found with some of the Deathloop villains, like I barely even register them as a different enemy when I'm in the middle of just running through the level sometimes. Like I'll just kill something and then it'll say like, oh, you killed the visionary or whatever. And it's like, oh, like I it didn't cross my mind that like this is a boss. Like this is like a major like, thing that you should be stalking this character it was just like oh i'll sneak up and kill him oh i just popped the trophy cool i think that kind of builds as the story goes and and we shouldn't spoil the game too much but definitely the characters get more and more fleshed out as you as you progress through through the game um and just because you've killed them well as you know they don't stay dead so fair enough all right well let's hop into it you know there were two major announcements in gaming news well aside from a few others with some smaller studios, but the two biggest being the GTA leak and the other, let's briefly touch on the super Mario trailer. Gentlemen, I know we're all video game nerds. I know we took it in because we definitely all browse Reddit and YouTube and whatnot. So what are your thoughts on the initial teaser for Mario, Dave? I was pretty impressed with the animation. I felt that they did a really good job with that. And also uh, the voices 
I, outside of the drama that Chris Pratt has drawn from his Mario interpretation, I felt like a lot of the other voice actors have done, or, you know, yeah, have done like a pretty good job. You know, I had a hard time telling that was, you know, Black and then, you know, Peel was in it as well. So, but on the other hand, you know, the Penguins, that was such a great scene. Um, I had a really good time with that. So I think it's something I'm going to watch. I don't know if I'm going to invest it in a movie theater, but I'm just going to kind of let the drama do its own thing and, you know, probably try to appreciate it for the fact that it looks like it's really well directed. So. I think it's an interesting task to try and make a Mario movie because I haven't explored the entire Mario catalog, but what I have, Mario doesn't really have any personality. There's no character development in those stories. Uh, What there are are beautiful worlds. And so I think from what I saw from the trailer um, is that they, they nailed that utmost important you know, world building where you're going to different exotic locations that feel different, that explore the imagination. Um, yes, you do have to have a story, but I don't care if Mario sounds Italian or not. Like, I I, I don't know why, like, yes, Mario has been Italian. Has that, has, has it ever, has he ever needed to do anything Italian culturally wise throughout those video games? No. Um, so I, I'm just, um, I don't know. Look, video game movies, as we've discussed on this podcast, are very rarely um, successful, at least at least from an um, enjoyment standpoint, if, if not a financial standpoint. Um, so I don't really have high expectations for this one, but if, if it turns out to be something cool I can watch with my kids, um, I'm all for it. And that's kind of the direction it looks like it's heading. Yeah, that's precisely how I viewed it. I, I think it's a very safe entry. And by safe, I mean that uh, they focus on what people want from it. Like, you know, it, it has the beautiful animation, like Dave pointed out. It's got that quirky kind of Pixar humor um, to it. Jack Black seems like he's having the time of his life in his Bowser role. Um, you know, there's all the internet drama with Chris Pratt's thing. But the reality of it is that that's more of a casting based on doing the media circuit, I think, than anything. I mean, he's already, he did like the Lego movie. He's done plenty of other things where, you know, he's a big star, which are all huge factors. But also, if you're going to market a video game movie, like that's kind of the guy you want to be showing up on the late night shows talking about video games and stuff, at least if you're looking at it from a marketing lens. So, um, I think it's a really safe entry. I think it'll do pretty well. It's not going to like blow the world away, but it also, you know, it doesn't have to. It's Mario. Like it's everyone knows the IP and this is kind of just getting it over to that next phase of being like more than just video games. So um, I think it was smart. It's it's complete opposite of what they did with the very first uh, Mario movie way back when, um, which went so far to the extreme of, pushing boundaries that it ended up being just a a terrible unwatchable mess so um you know i think they're gonna get it right here and i think like outside of you know whatever you pin on the chris pratt casting i think all the other ones uh are pretty inspired overall and uh should probably steal the show anyway so 
All right. Well, that was touching on one of the big hits, but reality is the one that really jumped out to us, gentlemen, was GTA 6. We all have experience with the Grand Theft Auto series. And so naturally, when any news that uh, new GTA is on the horizon is a big deal and not such some terrible reskin remake. Um, So, boys, what were your first thoughts when you saw the leaked uh, gameplay of GTA 6? Uh, I I was actually pretty impressed with how far they've gotten. It doesn't seem like you know they're even kind of close to really alpha testing it, but it seems like they have a pretty healthy idea about which direction they're going in. Uh, having done some research, uh, this I think is going to be taking place in present day Vice City. Um, the map is supposed to be fifty percent larger than uh, GTA V's map. And so far, we know of two characters who go by Jason and Louisa, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I when I saw what I saw, I I thought, okay, cool, this is going to be in a, you know the modern console stage of it, and I think it's going to be super impressive. So, I was pretty excited. But then also, my next thought was, whoever leaked this is in deep doo doo. At the moment, so um, Jack, did you have any uh, impressions? I don't know enough about game development to comment on like where this game is. Uh, I mean, so many times in the past we've seen these kind of like footage, and then four years later, there's still a game that's stuck in in hell. Um, all I can say is I've been playing GTA since the third one dropped on PlayStation Two. Uh, definitely one of the games that kind of like brought me back into console life. And so I always get really excited when these uh, come out and, and they come out further and further between. I mean, it's been 10 years or something since uh, the original GTA five dropped. And so, I mean, I guess, I guess I should just be happy that it does appear that there will be some form of single player mode because <laughs> with with how much success online has had um, that's been my biggest concern about GTA six is, is which direction are they going to go to when five came out online was almost an afterthought. Like, yeah, it was in, it was in, it was a way for them to draw people in, but I don't think it was even included at launch. And I know it didn't become as, as um, popular or developed. I mean, I remember the first time we jumped in, it was an absolute mess. Like, glitchy as all hell i believe that was months in, after release um so where are they going with this is 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 my biggest concern and um i think that's what we're going to be talking about a lot on over the next uh however many minutes yeah i think you hit the nail on the head jack it's going to be really interesting to see how this game is built based on the success of the online portion of uh gta 5 because i remember when i played gta 5 that that was i think right after it and launched online and everyone kind of had like mixed feelings who actually played it they were like yeah it's weird i just like hop into a lobby and it's just a bunch of people killing each other and it's it's a little wild but i didn't know anybody who was playing it seriously it was more one of those things you just pop into kill 20 minutes and then you're like well that was fun um, then it just morphed into just this massive money-making machine that it is today. And so with that in mind, and, and like you had said, Jack, like 
you know, that wasn't something available at launch. Um, clearly that's going, not going to be the case with this entry. It, it needs to be because, um, you know, that's a huge portion of that fan base are only playing that game online in general. So, um, I'm curious to see, like, you know, I, I've always loved the campaigns. The campaigns are what made me such a fan of the series. And even hearing Dave talking about his experiences playing five so many years later, you know, I still remember so much of that because it was so such a memorable, great experience for me in gaming. So um, to actually, like, imagine that there's a campaign is is awesome, but... I am a little scared to see, like, is it going to be, you know, hindered because of the online portion or are portions of it going to be just impossible to do without the online portion? So obviously more to come on that. But uh, that those were my first thoughts. Uh, I feel like the campaign looks, I mean, there's quite a bit of footage and there's some pretty solid, like, looking gameplay going on without bugs and all that stuff where you had two people um basically having a discussion about uh, like false facts you know being spewed all over the media so i kind of have a feeling like this is just going to be another satirical look at the current state of the united states and i think a lot of that is going to be like this idea behind like a potential civil war there's going to be a lot of social discourse between like this really you know the last president our current president so i I think we're going to get more of that you know grand theft auto magic it's just to what level it's going to be they've lost a lot of the old you know guard over the last like you know three years four years so i think they're just kind of hopefully not sticking with a formula that's just gonna you know make it kind of too much like gta 5 ish like i don't know if i want to see trevor back in it and again just in a different form you know with a different skin you know i'm hoping that they have some pretty cool characters i'm kind of excited about the fact that there's a female character that's going to be a main protagonist you know it's going to be it's going to be cool to see like that kind of perspective or how is that going to work in this campaign uh in that leaked image or the leaked files there was a video clip of uh, the controller being will go from the male to the female, and it was quick. It wasn't like you know the the very long animation that Five has on it. So, and my biggest question is, what the hell are they going to do with online? They can't. I they can't just cut the head off of GTA Five online, you know. And it's how do you? So do you? do you bring online mode onto Vice City and then just slowly drain it? Or do you just kind of like let it flow? That's a big question. So, um, yeah. I think. Well, one thing that GTA 5 online is not is is smooth. I mean, you go on now and there's it's still all over the place, you know. I think there's a lot of room for technical refinement that this – new generation yeah they do have the gta 5 on the on the new generation but um i i think that's where they could really improve it and kind of um shepherd people on onto this new one um yeah yeah i i mean there's a number of different ways it can go i imagine it's going to stray into certain realms of gameplay that i'm personally not that big of a fan of but it clearly works 
Um, you know, my one of my last experience playing a game with a similar sort of just like ma- massive lobby was playing through 2K and just kind of with that where it's it's a lot of areas were set up where you can have kind of like smaller interactions with people. So I imagine it's going to be pretty immersive in that. I mean, I know five already has bits of that, but like Jack said, like it's not the smoothest experience. So a lot of people just go in and kill each other. Um, I also think like, you know, Dave, you bring up a great point. Like there's always been that social commentary portion of the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, You know, so many of the older ones were kind of paying homage to like fantastic, like crime, you know, movies and whatnot. And then it kind of moved into with five, like kind of more a commentary on the state of the world. Um, It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. Um, My hope is that they'll really emphasize uh, focus on the uh, heists, which were my favorite part of the fifth one, Um, especially with that mechanic you were talking about, Dave, where you can switch amongst characters at lightning speed, because I think that there's a lot of potential there to really, uh, be able to pull off some pretty intricate sort of like robbery scenarios and things like that um, to be determined. I, I'll say too, I'm very, uh, while I think it's awesome and amazing that they're going to have a woman as one of the protagonists, I know that that's going to be a shit storm online. I'm already dreading all the pushback of, oh, Rockstar going woke and whatnot, because that's the era we live in. And so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of navigate with all that because, um, you know, it's, they've always had such a contentious relationship with people online in general, um, video games as a whole, but especially, uh, for a, a sto- you know, a franchise like that that is always just put out banger after banger, um, you know, to be bringing on the controversy like this, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, does anyone want to start a betting pool about when this is going to be released? Uh, you know, I'll take that. I think it's actually going to be sooner than people realize, actually. Um, I think that um, now with the leak, it'll probably be pushed back. But but I can see this coming out within the next, uh, let's say, two years. Did did you guys watch the leaked footage? Both you guys? Only clips. I didn't watch the entire thing. Okay. I saw some like fifteen second. Uh, I, I I'm going. If I'm a I, I like betting. I like gambling. Uh, quarter two, two thousand twenty four. Quarter two, twenty four. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go quarter 125. Yeah. I think it's going to be delayed. <laughs> well, I mean, GTA and Rockstar in general has never shied away from controversy. Uh, they've always embraced it. Um, and that's going to be something that's going to be discussed at length going forward as, as we lead up to this release is, how do they navigate this completely different landscape, uh, especially in gaming with, you know, with companies, Blizzard, and, you know, you go on and on about all the controversy that's gone on with, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of crap. And, but 
I think a lot of them will be like this, you know, is this going to detract from GTA? You know, they've always really kind of leaned into this satire and spoofed all these different stereotypes. Um, nobody's really been safe in the past, but I don't know. I look back at these games and I have so many just amazing memories and, and none of them really like none of my favorite moments are them making fun of people, you know, like, yeah, that's always been part of the humor but it's never been what makes these games tick. Uh, for me, it's always been like this giant sandbox world that everywhere you turn, there's something to do. And so that's, I guess that's, um, you know, we talked to, leading up to this podcast about a, a wish list. And that would be number one on my wish list is that they really have a huge focus on the single player world where everywhere you go, it's not just like on to the next mission. It's it's something to pull you away, something to interact with, some some race, some car to steal, some, you know, just something that's just everywhere. And, you know, Dave, you said 50% bigger. Well, that sounds great in theory, but if it's just a big empty shell waiting for people to race around in online mode that's not something that appeals to me. I want it to be the focus on, on everywhere you go, just having this giant world to play in and not having like 30 people driving around this big ass map online. Yeah. I, I second that. I, one of my biggest wishes was um, more interior locations. Um, I feel like they've always kind of had bits of that, but I feel like, since they introduced it in the third one, it hasn't been nearly as um, utilized. So it'll be really interesting to see um, if they can find a way to um, make it so that there's just more buildings you can access and actually utilize and, and traverse um, particularly because I think that that really lends itself well to not only the campaign, but you could have some really interesting scenarios with multiplayer as well. So um that I think that that's my first gut impression that I got seeing the leaked footage of them being in the interior of doing the stand up at a fast food chain. I know that you could do that in a lot of the games, but again, like I remember that being like a huge, much bigger part of the third one. And then it's kind of since kind of faded into just like, Oh, here's your like four buildings you can access. And then the rest are just kind of, you know, wall of stone that keeps you out. Um, as far as the wish list goes, I, I just really hope that they start or that they just continue to, I don't know, I'm having a hard time reading what I'm thinking, but, uh, I, I just really hope that they keep the satire up basically like that. That's something that I've appreciated so much in GTA five. And I believe I've talked about it on here, but one mission was the, the white male who's pushing for marijuana legality and just the reactions between the three different characters, you know, and, you know, the black one, you know, smokes it, says it's dirt, dry shit. <laughs> it's not doing anything. He throws it on the ground. Whereas the other two, you know, are being attacked by aliens and kind of overreacting. And I just really hope that that's something that they just keep their foot on the pedal about because I think that's that's what's making me enjoy GTA 5 so much. It's not so much the combat or any of that kind of stuff. 
that disappeared a long time ago as I got older, you know, that was the kind of stuff. How many stars can I get? How long can I maintain that was how I played that game. But seeing this like pretty awesome campaign move along with three different characters who kind of have just the same slightly different aspects on life, you know, I, I want that to continue, you know, and I want that reflection of today's society. So whatever it may be, it could be ugly. I think that goes to how many different things GTA can be because Dave, you're talking about the things that I probably appreciate a lot less than you, you know, these, these heavily developed characters doing crazy weird things in this world. Whereas I'm more like focused on the gameplay. Um, And, and to be clear outside of vehicles, GTA mechanics have always been, pretty lacking um combat always been fairly lacking especially in five i mean considering how far we've we've come in gaming with 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 using you know weapons with combat um i mean you have this lock-on system that frankly is fairly ridiculous um so i'm kind of interested to see if they'll try kind of more updating uh combat to more of like you know first person shooter style where you know you're not just hitting a button and popping onto somebody's head um and if they can pull that off because it's you know it's it's never been their strength um yeah yeah i'll be really interested to see what they do with the gameplay itself because that you're right like aside from the i've always felt the vehicle mechanics were excellent but but the actual combat is just kind of a, you know, mad scramble to just basically run through a wave of enemies by s- selecting multiple as quickly as possible because it just dead locks onto them for you, uh, which is cool. I mean, part of the the fun is it's that cinematic experience. But um, again, it'll be interesting to see, um, especially with so much emphasis on multiplayer and things like that. That's not something that can really work. So. Um, are they going to really, you know, focus in on more controls, more maybe even the perspective? I know that it, what was leaked shows, you know, more of the traditional GTA, but um, you've always had the ability to use different viewpoints. And it'll be interesting to see if um, maybe they push it in more of a, you know, further ca- camera angle or even a first person perspective for some of the combat. Um. Well, I I hope they lean into just Fast and the Furious style, just over the top, because they're going to have to trim some of the, um, I don't think satire is really the word, stereotyping, like just making fun of people. Like so many past GTA games, you'd have a whole like five, five mission storyline based around making fun of, you know, some sort of stereotype. And they're going to have to cut that out. So I think the way they keep it crazy, the way they keep the zany fun is just kind of going over the top and and having like huge spectacles. And Matt, you were talking about the heist. I think that's the way to do it. But you're never going to be able to compete with like, you know, um, these, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5. You're not going to have that that level of sophistication. But what you can do is just kind of lean into the the absurdity of of gta and and hopefully they come up with some really cool action set pieces and um some really uh 
fun traversal in the maps. I mean, you've always had the jumps to leap across, you know, um, and, and how that fits into the missions and stuff. And, and if they can nail that, I, I think that's, that would be the key for me kind of getting a lot of enjoyment out of the game. Yeah. I, I would love to see them uh, really go wild with some of the, uh, for lack of a better descriptor, the mini games, but like that was always the coolest thing with each GTA. There's always like some sort of, game you can play like the big one they always made fun of with gta 4 was like the bowling with your cousin and things like that i think you could play darts as well but um you know there's so much more potential i i believe you could golf and things in gta 5 but you know it'd be neat if you could do surfing it'd be neat if you could do tennis it'd be neat if you could really just like go all out and then you know maybe those exist now especially with modding but um again like i think part of building a world is going to just be like how nuts it can be while at the same time, like how many people will be playing a game like Grand Theft Auto, but then just going and seeing who can, you know, be the best at playing pickleball or whatever in a certain corner of the map. Um, I agree with you too, Jack, like the over the top uh, action, I think is the way to, to do it in this era, but it, it's comical to me that we're, we've entered a realm where, um, you have Saints Row is making their shit more like down to earth, and then we're pushing for GTA to be more wild and, and out of the out of the ordinary. So um yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see like what the energy of it is for sure. Well, to clarify, I'm not asking them to shoot any other characters down to hell. I don't expect any, you know, monsters to come raining out of the sky. Uh I'm not looking for Saints Row. I'm just looking for what Rockstar has always done better than anybody else. And that's just come up with like absolute manic gameplay. Um, that is fun. Um, yeah. So D- Dave, I wanted to ask you because you're the only one who's really had like the experience with it, but what gameplay elements do you see from red dead online? Do you think will be ported over to GTA six? I feel I feel like they had the basis for uh, Red Eye and GTA 5 with, uh, I believe it's Michael's special ability. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's something that I, I think crafting might be a bigger part in GTA 6. Um, that's definitely something that I don't want on the wish list because. If it's anything like the crafting on uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, it's uh, it's going to be a headache and it's not going to be fun. You know, having to craft 200 bullets individually means hitting the X button 200 times. Uh, it's just not good for your wrist. So um, that's something I suspect that will be in there that, you know, we haven't seen yet. But yeah, I, I just I have a hard time seeing the... I have a hard time seeing them change that base dynamic of how battle goes. I don't see them going over the top. I see them rooting. I see them rooting the campaign in like a solid story with like heavy characters and the same kind of like gameplay that you're going to have with the snap focused on a headshot. I mean, that's how, that's how I learned GTA five and having played Red Dead Redemption two, you know, you're starting to see that pattern of that's how that goes. It's, and there's so many big set pieces in GTA 5. I don't know how like 
I just got done playing one that was pretty nuts. Like you steal a plane and then you intercept the military plane. They're shooting a Gatling gun out from fucking behind it. Like it doesn't get crazier than that. That's fucking crazy. You know? So uh, like I said, I just, I hope they kind of double down on like, they're just like reflection on society because that's what the campaign part is for. I hope the online part is going to be that wild adventure that you guys are looking for, you know, but unfortunately that's going to probably mean having to share that lobby, you know, while you're doing the heist in there and stuff, because that's where those live. You know, there's some big heists in the storyline mode that are a lot of fun, but there's also heists online that you can do too, you know, and sometimes I think some of those inner, I don't know if, outside players can interject with you while you're doing that but i imagine that might be something on a new online feature that you know because that's in red dead redemption too when you're doing a mission you're in with your posse after a certain point you become susceptible to being in you know having that mission crash due to another player in the lobby so i see that getting ported over to gta 6 uh if that isn't in gta 5 now What do you guys think about the location? Because um, I always found GTA 4's location to be dull. Um, what I really enjoyed was San Andreas and GTA 5, and that's because California has so much going on. I mean, you got San Francisco Hills, you got the desert, you got forests, you got the gritty streets of LA, the beaches of San Diego. There's all these different, you know, wells you can draw on in california and when i think of miami i think of flat beautiful you know that's where you go to retire if you're rich and uh you know want to get away from your your grandkids but um but i'm a little concerned that it's not going to have the variety in terms of what you can go do i mean there was just such a rush to charging down those giant hills of 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 pseudo san francisco um or going out into the forest and 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 you know going through these big and i know like there's swamplands in florida florida man is in florida you know he's gonna be in that damn game and yeah i bet wrestling crocodile you know wrestling alligators is probably something in it too you know, that's, that's great. That speaks to the satire you're talking about, Dave. I think that's a fantastic idea. If they could just, I mean, shoot, they could really roll with that. That'd be awesome. But I'm talking about like actual gameplay, driving your vehicles, which is the core gameplay of GTA, going through all these different, you know, areas and, and being able to do all this different variety of, of driving. And I'm wondering how they handle that in, in Florida. My first thought was um so you had red dead redemption 2 which obviously is is you know that landscape but had some swamp thing so they've already kind of got the guts to to implement that so that makes sense to me for florida because you can kind of mash together a map similar to like you did with the more california setting for the miami beach area and then you just kind of wedge in this you know more of the the swampland and marsh area which i think is going to play a bigger part in uh this game than um i think is really being discussed at the moment 
just because it lends itself to that humor. Like it's real easy to make fun of. Like you brought up J- or Dave, the Florida man. Like there's so much potential there for some just wild side characters out in the bayou and whatnot. But then you can cruise back over and then you're back in the high rises and fancy beaches and whatnot. So um in terms of landscape, you you have a great point there, Jack, but I imagine they'll find a way around that. And maybe that has to do with, you know, the manner in which, like I had been talking about more interior locations, maybe they just compensate for it with that, like weird architecture for certain buildings that allows you to kind of, rather than having hills, it's more traversing it up the side of the building or whatever in a motorcycle or where, because I know that that's a big part of the online experience. Um and then take it from there. Um, knowing GTA 2, there's always going to be some part 2 that kind of isn't talked about and just pops up out of nowhere. So who knows if the whole experience just stays in there or if there's going to be a means to go to a different area as well. So one thing, uh, I kind of alluded to it with asking about Red Dead um, online, Dave, but basically that idea of jobs... I think is going to play into it a lot because I think one potential area to implement the online play with the campaign with this is to kind of steal what you've seen in FromSoft games where for those heists, you make it where all the characters you can actually recruit to help you on it are actually online players who have certain specialties that help you get through it. Things like safe cracking, things like getaway driver, that kind of thing. I think that's a potential to have a ton of replay value and actually make it for a really fun experience online where somebody can become a specialist in that particular facet of the game and be able to enter into a lobby and join other players who are in need of assistance doing their heist. And I'm sure with advanced metrics and things like that now, you can actually track like who's how efficient you are, things like that. And maybe it'll become one of those things where you truly become an online mercenary where you can set the rate that it costs to hire your character, which you spend on your internet bucks on building out your lavish, you know, home base or whatever the hell it is going to be because you know, it'll exist. But um, that that's one way I think that there's a lot of potential to actually make for a really fun experience that deviates away from potential, just toxic, all, all out, just madness. That kind of was GTA Five, at least at launch. Um, something on the wish list was a reflection of climate change. Uh, I think that that is a part of the country that is very susceptible to it, and I think they're starting to see a lot of it. So I'm kind of, it is on the wish list, and it's not on the wish list because. Um, you know, I want to see something like that happen in real life, but you know, it would be cool to see like if they use that somehow within the game. I actually had that on my list in, in terms of um I just think it'd be really interesting if they utilize that location to have like a whole um section where an area has a huge flood um or a hurricane, you know, and with how far technology has advanced, I think with as much money as rockstar can throw at a game that they could actually pull that off like have a location where in the beginning of the game you have a significant portion where you're where you're going through it and and you know experiencing the city and then later on in the game you have to return like during the middle of a hurricane i think that would just be a really cool 
um, kind of thing they could pull off. But I mean, that's definitely kind of reaching. We'll see. No, I think actually that might be dead on. Actually, I mean, it's it's not unheard of. We've all played games where you know the map was you know destroyed or, or mangled in some means for whatever reason, and that makes total sense from a campaign's perspective. But like you said, Jack, they have the money and the technology where if anybody's going to make a game where all of a sudden out of nowhere the map gets overrun by you know a major flood or whatever and completely changes the landscape of everything, I mean, it, it would be. Uh, rockstar game so um yeah i that's brilliant especially for the location which you know as we know just recently is undergoing natural disasters of those means so that plays right into it so um i'm hoping that they keep celebrity voices out of it from what i know the two voices that I heard that are the female and male I don't think they're celebrities which is already a pretty big step but I just feel like celebrities have dominated the role over the last like year and a half you know so we're not getting um you know and that's the thing like the guy that plays Trevor has I'm just gonna say that it kind of almost goes against the history of GTA though because Ray Liotta was Vice City and that's kind of one of the sad things is about well I he just passed and you know R.I.P. for Eliota but I thought it would have been really cool if he had made like an appearance you know in this game in uh, San Andres Samuel Jackson had a huge role um, so Rockstar and GTA has always had big celebrity um, you know presence so it's kind of interesting for you to say like recently where where they might have been one of the front runners in in doing that well i just feel like gta 5 did really well without it and actually created like you know someone that's actually doing well off of it um that's where i leave but i mean is that that's like two games out of how many did they have celebrities on right i feel like they've always (laughs) <laughs> they've always had a lot of celebrities in non uh like they're not usually the protagonists or the, but yeah but there's like, actually red, a like lot. red dead redemption 2 doesn't have any celebrities either you know like it's got celebrity doing voices you know the songs but like all those people are just like i don't know i just i hope they keep rolling in that manner like i don't know it, it's cool might be cool having a celebrity in but i i like hearing an unknown voice with you know and it, it makes it its own character that's the other thing you know when you put Ray Liotta in there it's you are putting Ray Liotta in there or Samuel Jackson like keep it original you know so yeah I mean I I get it and I, I have a feeling it'll probably be kind of a middle ground like I, it's also a big enough franchise where it's almost hard to keep them away because like there's so many celebrities who are fans of video games now, like openly, let alone like arguably the biggest video game in the world. Um, You know, I guarantee you there are certain folks out there that would lend their voice to it for practically nothing just to be involved with the experience. So kind of hard to turn down, you know, for, you know, Rockstar if say, you know, in particular, like, I think with the given the setting and all that too, like I think you're going to get a lot of musicians and whatnot available. 
um, just to, at the very least, for the radio spots. So it'll be interesting. Well, that was uh, the last notch on my list, and that is um, I want a badass soundtrack. They always have, like, you know, so many radio stations that are just packed full of great music, weird, you know, talk show host. Um, and, you know, maybe that's where you have the celebrity, just some guy yammering on, you know, weird about something, you know. But um, that's always been, like, one of the really cool draws about GTA is, is you know, you're cruising down the highway and all of a sudden that perfect song hits. And I don't know, it just added so much to the experience starting in, in Vice City. I, I don't remember it so much. I guess it was in three, but really in Vice City is when I felt like they started to build upon it. And um, I just hope that they don't, they don't let, they don't mess it up because they've always struck gold with that. Something I appreciate about GTA 5 is, for example, if, um, like if I'm running around with Michael, he has a certain station he likes, but I'll like listen to hip hop and he'll switch it at some point where he'll be like, ah, enough of that. <laughs> and then he'll click it over. And I hope that's something that's, uh, that they double down on, on this next game where, you know, like those characters are going to like, you're just going to see more and more reflection about their own particular taste and how that they project that on the world around them. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you both. Actually, I think music is such a critical part of so much of the success of the grand theft auto series ever since it made the leap to uh 3d action. And, um, I have nothing but full faith that it's going to be a, an amazing soundtrack because it always is. It'll just be a matter of seeing like which station is the one I gravitate towards the most because uh, I always develop a bias in each one. I just think it's funny like what Dave and I are are hoping for is so different. Like Dave's all about character immersion, and I'm all about pulling. I don't care about the character. I want to be pulled different directions by the world. Uh, I just think that's cool. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's something that Red Dead Redemption 2, like, did very well for me, was pulling me into that role, Jack. I felt, I felt like, wow, I was super impressed by, you know, just going off and just exploring, you know, and that something in GTA 5, like, is not that strong because this is, giant mountain in the middle of the map so you know you can really only go to the left or to the right of it and then after that it's just kind of you know desert shrub lands you know and that's where trevor resides so it's got its own character to it but yeah for the most part it's just kind of a lot of expanse of nothingness uh i i'm really hoping and you know that was something you mentioned earlier that you know with vice city the outskirts of it are going to be much more dense. You know, you're going to want to go explore through those swamps to see if there's going to be a, a boa constrictor fighting an alligator because that's kind of a big deal down there right now. Or, you know, maybe a manatees, you know, I bet we're going to see manatees. So, you know, there's just a lot to it, I think, that is potentially going to be coming its way. Yeah, I actually think that's a great point, Dave. Um, the northern 50% of that map in GTA 5, there's not a whole lot of time you spend up there. And the time you do, it, it, it feels not empty, but 
just, it doesn't really pull you in. And that's why I always reflect back on San Andreas as my favorite GTA game, because wherever you went in that map, you just felt like you wanted to explore every little nook and cranny. And there was always, it was, there was so much to be rewarded for doing that. Um, so that's why, you know, earlier in the pod, I, I said, I don't care if it's 50% bigger because just because it's 50% bigger, that doesn't mean it's 50% more I want to explore and have fun in. So the more they can do, the more they can, you know, uh, like you said, Red Dead Redemption 2, there was little Easter eggs and funny, goofy stuff and all these different, you know, you'd be out, out in the middle of nowhere and you go to a cabin and they have a whole story, a whole side quest story built around it. And, and that's what I'm hoping for is that they just have this world filled to make it feel vibrant. Yeah, I, I think they nailed it with Red Dead Redemption with those sort of just random quests and things that popped up like that. And so I have full confidence that they're going to implement that. I also think that like boat play is going to become a big part of it, given the the nature. And I actually I, I had mentioned, but like I think uh, some approximation of Cuba may as well, which may be their opportunity to offer a more different landscape than just kind of the more Miami, Florida kind of flatter, which, you know, it's a video game. It's obviously going to be changed to make it fun. But um, I think having uh, some sort of version of Cuba could play into it for sure. It'd just be kind of funny if it was like a two minute boat right away, (laughs) you know, you roll over there and this whole other landscape just chilling. You know, it. you know, it will be, but I mean, you know, I'm hoping uh, I can buy some like property along a shoreline that eventually like collapses because of the sea level rise or something, and like, it's just kind of an fu. <laughs> like, I spent forty five grand on getting that place, and now it's worth like six hundred bucks. Uh, um, it, it's got very big shoes to fill. Whatever they come up with, I'm sorry, but I mean they kind of, they kind of, they kind of did what like an artist who only has one great album does or not one great, but I'm saying GTA five has made way more money than all the other GTAs, you know, have, right. Can we all agree on that? There's no contention on it. Following this up is going to be nuts. I feel like it's, it's just going to be super difficult. And, you know, if, if there's any sort of indicator about how bad it could go, like look at red dead redemption online in the state it's in right now which is, it's a decrepit dead beast, you know, it's kind of almost at the carcass stage, so um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of theirs to, like, lose at the moment, I feel. Well, I guess I should state that they have to keep monetization out of the single-player campaign. And if they don't do that, I think that is a huge insult to the gaming community and it's not something that would be you know they wouldn't be the first to do it you know there's so many game modes in these sports games where you have to pump money into your my career mode and and that kind of crap but i would be so disappointed if dave you just said that forty-five thousand dollar uh home you have on the water is something that you either have to grind for in game or you have to go spend uh geez, what's the currency? The rock star currency. Um, 
Wow, geez, sharp None coins or something like that. We're we're so much different than the average GTA gamer at this point because like <laughs> the fact that we don't know what that's called is <laughs> is just telling of what kind of gamers we are. But uh... yeah, I, I I wholeheartedly agree, Jack. It would be just the biggest insult if that crept over to it because there are, I still believe that there is a big contingent of fans of the series myself being one of them who play it for the campaign and not for anything else. And while it's inevitable that some sort of online element will be introduced, um, there has to be some way to keep it where there's still a single player experience. And maybe this is the last one that they do that where there is a true emphasis on the single player campaign, because a lot of games are moving away from, bothering with that because they don't need to and they generate plenty of income just fine without but i really believe that they pride themselves on putting together just kind of that overall just brilliant experience um and i i expect them to just knock this one out of the park like they have pretty much every other version of it rockstar has never missed That's pretty fair, unless you want to go way, way back. And even with some of those, like that was, you know, I'm sure that technology was implemented to make something greater. I mean, so. All right, boys, any other thoughts on GTA 6? No, I'm just kind of curious to see, uh, like, how it's just going to keep flushing out. I'm pretty sure they're going to try to avoid as much leakage as possible. And yeah, like what 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 are they gonna do with online? That's such a big beast. Like, are you just gonna unplug them all? Like, you can't just unplug them all, you know? Like, because it's gonna be set up in Vice City as opposed to Los Santos. So there's, it's just yeah. I would think that there'd be some kind of character porting where you are moving into this new this new this new game this new world that they've built but it's not like you lose all your shit you get a and, and who knows maybe they won't do that but that would make sense to me to kind of ease to make people feel comfortable about leaving behind you know this thing that they spent all this currency on uh whether through grinding or or actual money well, I imagine everything you purchase comes with you. So, like, say you had, like, a garage or two garages, they would just give you some garages, you know. In the yeah, That's the, a good idea, what, Jack. That's of, probably, yeah. Whatever you have now. We'll, we'll see if they do that or if they just go the full FU route and say, hey, <laughs> our, uh, we're going to stop providing new stuff for the old one. <laughs> Get, <laughs> come on aboard. We, we, got a new, we got a new game. There's a lot of potential, too. I, I know certain games have had, you know, online uh, games have done major events. Uh, Destiny 2, I think, had like a big one recently where it was like an eclipse or something like that that everyone online got to experience. But I remember that I believe it was the Final Fantasy game when they decided to pull the plug on the server. They did like an actual like end of the world um, event. That if you were in game when it occurred, like this giant comet came down and just wiped out the whole map and then that was their way to just kind of pull the plug. So there's a ton of potential for Rockstar. I'm sure they'll offer some sort of 
offering for folks who have just grinded countless hours into five, some sort of award, some sort of skin, just something that really signifies like all you've done. But I could definitely see them doing some sort of major farewell to GTA five. But there's also, to be perfectly honest, a huge part of me that believes they'll just keep it active because they probably will still make money off it, particularly in countries where, you know, it's not as accessible to have PS5 or Xbox One or access to brand new games. So I, I could definitely see GTA V just becoming one of those that is just overrun by players from other parts of the world who just still enjoy the server. Well, that's something we haven't even talked about yet. And I maybe Dave, maybe you know something about this, but is there any plans to release this on PlayStation 4? Because I got to imagine even a year and a half from now, there's going to be a lot of people who are still playing on their PlayStation 4s. Um, I haven't heard any news, but I highly doubt that. I I can't see a game that's going to likely come out in 24 or 25 um, being on the last console. Like, so, I don't know. No. I, uh... I, I, I suspect it will be a pure PS5, like modern console age. I agree with that because I think that one thing you know, that's really come to light with the resurgence of cyberpunk um, is really just how much they shot themselves in the foot by trying to make a version of that game for lesser consoles. And um, I think that everybody in the industry is taking note of that moving forward, especially for a AAA title on this level. Um, you know, that it's just the specs are going to have to be across over whatever a ps4 is capable of in my mind so yeah i think you guys are 100 percent correct um but that all being said i i think that supports your theory matt where they just keep gta 5 running because there are going to be a lot of people who aren't going to be able to transition to this new generation whether it's pc the new xbox the new playstation and so i mean why would you leave all those people out all those people who are willing to spend money um I, I think they keep GTA 5 online running in that case. I, I agree with you completely. And the more I think about it too, it, it's the idea of even if you offer folks who are porting their character and everything over from GTA 5 to GTA 6, like they're not going to give them what they've earned in GTA 5 in 6 because there's just some people who have just put in so much hours and, and you know just amass such a massive amount of money they would just ruin the game for so many people right out of the gate. Yeah. And so, well, I mean, there's people that have space lasers that are so devastating. They'll only let them shoot it once every 24 hours. I think it's at the cost of a million in-game dollars, too, to even load that thing up. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so, and the thing is, is if you pour it over, no matter what you offer it's not going to be good enough. Like I can already see all the outrage on Twitter and crap of saying like, Oh, I grinded, you know, thousands of hours and all they gave me was a special hat and a gold plated gun. And this is bullshit. And I mean, that's just every game that comes out, no matter what you do, there's always outrage. And, and like I said, there's already so many areas where we already know there's going to be built in outrage. That's just for crap. So this is a realm where I just don't think it's worth it. Like, Maybe you offer something that's saying like, hey, you played five, we can port over the skin of your character, 
and we can offer you like a thing that acknowledges that you like you did some cool shit in GTA five, but everyone should be starting fresh to get the best experience in my opinion. All right, boys. Well, I think that just about does it for GTA six. This has been couch co-op video game podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.